Hi there, and welcome to the Homestead Education Podcast. Do you have a homestead, farm, or just dream of a rural life? This is a show to help you and your kids grow your own food and grow as a person. I'm your host, Cody Hanner. I'm a homesteader, homeschool mama six, and small town enthusiast. I was raised by an old school rancher and blessed by the grace of God to have been exposed to so much of what rural life has to offer. Join me every week to talk about homesteading, homeschooling, and growth with a homestead education. Hi friends, and thank you for tuning in today. Spring has officially sprung on our homestead. I know this because the dandelions have bloomed and my four-year-old excitedly brings me a flower after every trip outside. In our region of North Idaho, the old timers say your potatoes should be in the ground once the dandelions bloom. I think that we're actually about a week early based on the notes in my planner from last year. And even though I've been told you can put your garden in the ground on Mother's Day here in zone 6B, I wouldn't risk it. We're still getting frost at night. I recently wrote a blog that talked about my favorite seed starting guide for every region. I'll link that in the show notes. Someone else that's watching the dandelions are the local foragers and salve makers. Dandelions make for a tasty salad, pesto, jelly, tea, and wonderfully pain-relieving and anti-inflammatory salves. On today's episode, I'd like to take the opportunity to tell you a little bit about myself. To share my story of how I came to homesteading and homeschooling, because I think that it's important for you to know my credentials and to bring to light that not everyone has the by the book easy path to this life that is often portrayed on social media. In my previous episode, I promised to stay real with you, and today I plan to do just that. My story starts as a typical small town girl, went on to working in commercial agriculture, and now happily living a slower homestead life. Although, who am I kidding? Homesteading is often not slower, just more peaceful. I grew up in a rural part of Northern California, in that place where wine country meets the redwoods. There were herds of cows and sheep on the hillsides and orchards in the valleys. Once upon a time, this was an amazing place to grow up. My parents were divorced, and my mom and I lived in the small town of 1700 where she had grown up. My dad had a large cattle ranch about a half an hour away. During the week, I had an average small town life. Went to school, hung out with my two best friends, played sports, attended my church's youth group, and of course, was very active in 4-H. My friends and I spent our free time riding bikes, swimming in the river as we got older, four-wheeling, and target shooting. It was a good life. But my weekends and summers, those were spent on the ranch. This is where I truly learned independence and was trusted in my abilities. I was taught something once and expected to be able to complete that task at any future point, independently and often unsupervised. I learned how to handle horses, work cattle, hunt, train dogs, work fence lines, process meat, carpentry, mechanics, personal skills, and so much more. In my early teens, I was already running a ranch crew, and by the time I was out of high school, I was guiding hunting trips on the ranch. So, like most young adults, I went through a few years after high school where I thoroughly enjoyed the freedoms of young adulthood, all while racking up some college credits at the local community college and building a career at a local refuse company. I had, again, the stereotypical small-town life. I got married and had my twins, Savannah and Wyatt. I'll have to share more on what it's like raising twins one day. Now, what I'll tell you next, I've never shared on social media. I always felt like it was my story or cross to bear, but I know that sharing this part of my story will help someone. So here it is. 
Sadly, when the twins were only a few months old, I tragically became a single mom when my husband had a mental breakdown and beat me so badly I was hospitalized. This isn't my proudest moment. What I did next, though, is. A black eye and two babies in tow, I went and signed back up for college. I had previously gotten a certificate in accounting, so I decided to go for the gusto and get my bachelor's degree in business and accounting. My very first semester, I met the instructor who changed my life. When I started this general ed writing class, I had no clue that it was going to be the turning point for me. This instructor had grown up on a cattle ranch in Texas, and now him and his partner owned a small farm near the coast. No one really called them homesteads at this point. And crazily enough, it really wasn't that long ago. After reviewing my writing assignments and even helping me get one published in a regional hunting magazine, he didn't just suggest, he demanded that I change my major. He told me that I was wasting a talent and a passion on accounting when I needed to be pursuing a career in agriculture. So in early high school, I had looked into one day working for the USDA and had been pretty set on this at one point. However, having decided to not attend a four-year university, I had thought that door was closed for me. I did some research and decided that agriculture was the most logical path. After taking some awe-inspiring science prerequisites the next semester, I packed up myself and my 18-month-old twins. We moved three hours away from the only home I had ever known to attend Chico State University's College of Agriculture. This was one of the most amazing times in my life. Not for the typical reasons that people refer to their college years as amazing, though. I was a single mom of two small children with minimal help while taking 24 units at a time and working at an internship. There was no partying happening for me. I was exhausted, but thriving. This was 100% my element. Agriculture is an amazing balance of science, hands-on experiences, business, creativity, public relations, and community involvement and networking. I even landed a dream internship with an organic almond processing plant working with their food safety specialist. If you heard my previous episode, you know that this was my dream. At first, I was learning a lot, and then out of nowhere, he left the job. My employers were in a panic because they had an audit coming up. So I researched everything I could, and with some help from my food safety instructor in college, I was able to help them move forward. This bump in the road at my internship ignited a creative piece of me that I didn't know existed. Research, designing, and implementing food safety procedures for the impending audit really expanded my brain's ability and became like a driving force for me. The week after I graduated from college, I went back to the instructor who demanded I changed my major with a gift basket of foods and wines from all the plants and farms that I had worked and trained at since our conversation with him that changed my life. It brought tears to his eyes as he told me that just that week, he had asked himself if he was even making an impact anymore. Armed with my bachelor's degree in agriculture and animal science and the experience from my internship, I went on to getting hired on and consulting with several large processing plants to help them prepare for food safety audits, including ones for the Global Food Safety Initiative. I was thriving in my career, but My previously ignited fire was starting to burn out. I was working 80-hour weeks and never saw my kids. My son, who had been recently diagnosed with high-functioning autism, was needing more and more of my time. Because of this, I was beginning to have some struggles at the office, and the mom guilt was through the roof. 
It was about this time I met Ron, an army veteran and widower of three rambunctious boys. This attractive and infuriating man with his irresistible dimples swept me off my feet. Until meeting him, I had been cautious about anyone getting close to my now seven-year-old twins. But as I sat in church one Sunday shortly after we met, the pastor was preaching that morning on the importance of children having a mother and a father to guide them. I felt as though he was talking directly to me as Ron and I both had children that were in desperate need of having a hole filled in their lives. A year later, we had given ourselves a fresh start, a new home in a new state. We had to join the California exodus and newly married. Financially, I no longer had to work. So we decided I would just take some time off to enjoy life with my new husband and help our children adjust. We spent the next couple of years really enjoying the outdoors, hiking, fishing, traveling, starting a small homestead. And the best part of those years was welcoming our first son together, Wade. Wade has been so special to all of us since day one. He brought us all together as a family. When he was about six months old, though, my husband was diagnosed with a potentially fatal digestive disease. Essentially, the only treatment or cure was an all-natural lifestyle. I felt like this was probably the most life-altering event we had ever experienced. So while my husband went into a slight depression while adjusting to the news, I turned to my old friend. Research! A side note before moving on, this is also when we decided to homeschool the kids. There were struggles happening for each of them in school, and there was a thought that their dad may not be around for as long as we hoped. We decided to pull the kids from school and live life with them. I've never looked back on that choice. I found every way possible to change our lifestyle to all natural. In fact, I had always been a home cooker, but it turns out that it was never as homemade as I had thought. This is how I came up with the name for my website, The Homemade Revelation. Many believe that it's a religious plug, when in fact, it was just my revelations on how to change our lifestyle. We quickly found out that the region of Central Oregon that we were living in wasn't very conducive to the type of farming that our family required. To be honest, it was a giant version sandbox there. We began to look for property in North Idaho to be near some friends and family that lived in the area. Best thing we have ever done. We found a beautiful home on 40 acres that was 100% set up for homesteading. We never had to skip a beat and we were able to expand on our endeavors right away. Our advancements couldn't have come at a more opportune time than they did. COVID hit just a mere four months after the purchase of our first milk cow. I gave birth to our now sixth and final tornado, I mean son, in February of 2020 and got to come home from the hospital in just the nick of time. Everything was shutting down as we were driving home from the specialty NICU we had been at for over a month and we were scrambling to get last minute essentials for our fragile infant. I continue to be so thankful that our homestead was in place, stocked, and functional before everyone's world shut down. Luckily, due to the homestead and homeschooling, our lives changed very little during the shutdown. Now, as restrictions are lightening, I decided to give my little side business an overhaul. This is my passion. This is where I can help. This is where I am needed. So many people started homesteading and homeschooling at an exponential rate, and I don't want to see this fade away because things are going back to quote, normal. Now is the time to increase our efforts. I feel like the supply chain is only temporarily stabilized because as I'm recording this podcast, 23 food plants have burned to the ground in the last few months, and states are beginning to push some strange laws in public schools again that many see as indoctrination. I don't think that things are actually going back to normal. I think that this may possibly only be the beginning.
The best way to protect ourselves and continue to thrive is to embrace our communities, reignite lost skills, and stand together. We may not all see eye to eye on every topic. That is part of the breakdown of our systems. So when I say we need to stand together, I mean that now is the time for us to stand together in self-sufficiency. Thank you for joining me today at the Homestead Education, and I hope that I have given you something to think about this week. To help others find me, please comment and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. You can also follow me on Facebook at the Homestead Education and Instagram at Homestead underscore education. Do you have questions that you would like answered or just want to say hi? Please email me at hello at the homesteadeducation.com. Until next time, keep growing.